Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the People Project Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Alexander, and each week I will be bringing you episodes on different topics that affect us all in different ways, internally, externally, or sometimes both. I created this podcast to talk about people because everyone has a story worthy of being told. Last week, we talked about pride and hubris and those concepts and that pride typically comes before the fall. And this week I am joined um, by Wes Breedwell and we talk about tattoos and tattoo culture and all that good stuff. And let me tell you, Wes has got some great stories about his tattoos um, and also some very informative things, some advice for people who don't have tattoos yet or are looking to get them soon. So I'm just gonna dive right in. And now I am joined by Wes Breedwell. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for virtually sitting down with me. I know I've been trying to get you to do this for a while, so thanks for letting me pester you. Yeah, no, no, thanks for letting me reschedule a handful of times. No problem. So I got, uh, I was telling you this before we started recording, I got a bunch of questions for you. Um, People are really excited about this episode. Um... And it's funny, a lot of the questions came from people that, like, don't have a single tattoo. So I guess they're, like, super curious about all of it. So sure. I guess to get started, you can tell people, like, who you are, where you're from, and kind of how you got involved in tattoo culture. Yeah. Um, well, as you introduced me, Wes Breedwell, I reside in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, which I think it's safe to say I'm a local by this point. Uh, I was born in California and moved here at a very young age um, in like 92 or something like that is when my family finally stayed here. Um, So, and this has to do with the tattoo thing. So give me a minute. But (laughs) coming to the South at that point in time, even though I didn't realize it as a child, uh, I, I grew up in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, which is a suburb of Nashville. And when we first moved there, there was a traffic light and a handful <laughs> of gas stations and a Waffle House and Cracker Barrel off the exit. Now it's this huge suburb. Um, but with that, it was very slow. There there wasn't too much out of the norm. And mm-hmm. I know people can't see me do air quotes. <laughs> um, so it was, it was very interesting growing up and discovering, you know, new metal or punk or stuff like that in the South because mm-hmm. a lot of people – uh, at least bigger at the time didn't didn't tour here, and a lot of underground bands would um, it'd be a stopover or one of their best kept secrets. Right. Um, so I grew up like seeing all of these heavily tattooed artists on MTV, mm-hmm. and of course I want to be like them. Right. Of um, and I remember like when I was younger, and like Lincoln Park first came out, and Chester Bennington had the flames. I'll admit. <laughs> I drew the flames on me. If, I love if, it. <laughs> if you are lying and said you never did that as a <laughs> youngster, preteen person, depending on what age you were in, uh, I'm calling bullshit because every <laughs> single person thought, huh, I wonder how that would look on me. Because uh, he was so thing. cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he, that, between like him and those flame tattoos, I also remember, um, just a handful like Travis Barker being completely mm-hmm. covered head to toe. Um, and then even some, some very subtle ones like Jacob Bannon and, and converge at yeah. this throat. Tat- I mean, there's some, some very um, 
just legendary tattoos that I, mm-hmm. I found out about back then. And so, of course, I want to do it. Um, and that also sparked a, an interest, of course, with me wanting to play in music and then associating music with I need tattoos, especially being <laughs> on the more aggressive side of music in my earlier years. Um, and so, yeah, with that, I always knew I, I wanted them, mm-hmm. but I never knew um, why and yeah. where tattoos came from um, to where I remember in eighth grade, I'd have read a autobiography, like where I would be in, in 15 years or something <laughs> like that. And some of the shit that's in there is, is <laughs> I'm not going to repeat. <laughs> oh my God. It was, I said something, God, I was such an idiot. Uh, I said something along the lines of like, wake up and shave a new logo in my goatee and then get in my car and stop by the tattoo studio and then go to the recording studio. The fact <laughs> that I'm not going to shave a logo into my like, beard. Like, like where did stupid. that come from? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I actually ended up having a uh, homeroom teacher in high school uh, that she took over my homeroom in 10th grade and ended up being my English teacher in 10th grade. And then I had her a handful of times. Her name's Shannon Carney. Um, she's, to this day, one of the best teachers I've ever had. Um, and if you can hear my dog squeaking <laughs> in the background, uh, my apologies. It's okay. Uh, the last episode, they heard my dogs like sneezing and chasing each other in the background. So it, they're used to it. <laughs> she got a new lamb chop and mm, loves squeaking it. Um, yeah. So Miss Carney. Yeah. Um, in our 10th grade English class, it was, I forget why we had to do this, but pretty much she assigned topics for us to do research on said Mm -hmm. topic, write a paper and then do a full on presentation of Mm -hmm. said topic. And she gave me tattoos. Um, and I asked her why, because I thought it was kind of weird and Mm -hmm. I wasn't interested at all. Like I knew I liked them, but I didn't give a shit where they came from at that point. The history of the different kinds. Yeah. And she said, she's like, well, I noticed that you, um, you doodle on your papers like every fucking high school kid i felt like that <laughs> and she was like uh you know i think it'd be really cool especially with you and the music stuff and, and all that so um i took it very serious and went deep down into ancient tribal hmm. like cs like where it actually originated from yeah. um down to even like the sailor culture and mm-hmm. what happened um, when it kind of rejuvenated in, in America and then talked about jailhouse tattoos and how easy mm-hmm. it is to build an electric machine out of guitar string and, and pins. Um, and so it really gave me a full appreciation of the tattooed culture mm-hmm. and what I wanted to get and also made me rethink a lot of stupid tattoos that I yeah. had as, ideas as a high school <laughs> person, but it, it just made me appreciate the, the trade mm-hmm. that went into it. And, and a lot of the meanings behind tattoos, which I yeah. think has, has really evolved uh, tremendously over the past, you know, I'd say even five years. Yeah, absolutely. So at this point, how many, tattoos do you have like a ballpark i mean like knowing that you have a shitload i'm sure you don't know the exact amount but do you have like a a ballpark maybe Uh, i think it's it's easier to count by how many sleeves i I mean so both my arms are covered fully uh outside like i go down to a three-quarter sleeve 
Um, and then pretty much leg half sleeve. I, it's easy to say this. My chest yeah. is bare and my back from my back to my knee ditches are bare. That's the only things left that aren't job killers. Yeah. So I would say it's tough because there's so many big pieces. And right. Then like little like filler pieces. Yeah. 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 To where it's hard to count. Yeah. Um, I mean, that works. That works. Like the, the blank spaces. <laughs> I should count one day. Yeah. But then I don't even know how to count some of the filler because it's all very fluid. Right, yeah. Close together. Um, yeah. But yeah. Hopefully A bunch. <laughs> A bunch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They can, I mean, they can go to your social media and look and <laughs> see that you have a ton of tattoos if they, if they're yeah, really that like, curious. If they go to my Instagram, I, I usually just only post about tattoos or dogs. Yeah. So. It's good stuff. <laughs> You'll see. You'll see. Um, so what was your first tattoo? My first tattoo, I have uh, an A on my left, the back of my left arm and then an N on the right back of my right arm um (laughs) it uh, i got him i'm so such a stereotypical person um story (laughs) but uh the band i was in out of high school we did our first tour like a day after we all graduated um and we had a a day or two off in in pensacola florida and so we decided let's go let's all go get tattoos and i was pumped away from my parents like i'm right. on my own road dog i'm an it. adult right right <laughs> i can make decisions and so one of my favorite bands of all time is a band called american nightmare mm-hmm. and growing up they had a hoodie that just said a and n on the chest like with the zip up mm-hmm. and i thought that would be a good idea to to get it tattooed on me um and I was the first one up. I'm like, you know what? I do it. Like, I want to do it. Um, this is where I want to start building my tattoo. So I went mm-hmm. first, and then no one else went. Oh no! So it was just you by yourself. Just me. <laughs> just me. And I found out what it meant to set the ink. Um, I learned that lesson that day. Um, and for those who don't know, what does that mean? So that means right when you get a fresh tattoo, like within the healing period, someone will ask, has it been set? And what they mean is, has someone slapped the shit out of it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because if you think about it, tattooing is causing trauma to your skin. Mm-hmm. And so it's pretty much an open wound that heals yep. by putting a an ointment on or, or whatever type of lotion after, you know, whatever the process is that people want to follow. But especially right after you get it done mm-hmm. fuck that shit and if you do that <laughs> piece of shit <laughs> like you're I've an asshole it. i've done it i know i'm an asshole <laughs> but if you hear this and understand what it is you're a piece of shit <laughs> and if you hear this and you've never done that to someone or you don't know what it is don't become an asshole now don't do it now don't do it no one likes assholes anymore not not after 2020 <laughs> no one likes it anymore you don't, you don't want to be an asshole <laughs> All right, so I a friend of yours named Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, he said, and I quote: "Wes and I share a very special tattoo together, one that represents humanity at its finest. It would make for some fine content if you asked him about it. So, Wes, (laughs) please tell us about this tattoo." 
with Andy. This, this is honestly one of my favorite tattoos. Um, and before I get into the story of it, to, to be a little vulnerable, um, Andy is, is, is one of the greatest people I've ever met in my life. Um, he may not fully understand how much he means to me, but the reason we got this and how everything went, um, and I'll explain why, is still one of the greatest stories to me. You guys <laughs> might think it's fucking stupid, but um, it was at a point in time in our lives where change was constant. And mm -hmm. to celebrate each other's friendships for, for, I mean, definitely going close to two decades at this point. Wow. Um, it's it's awesome that every time I pull down my pants to go number two in the bathroom, I can see him. <laughs> it really is. So the story. So what That's the true friendship is, right there. Right, right. And I think he would admit. We talked about it the other night. Um, Andy played in a band called A Plea for Purging. Mm -hmm. And when um, his band and my band were in the Nashville local scene, and they were doing a Cedar release show to where they just wanted to pack out the place. And so the whole thing was we had to charge something. So it was a dollar show. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a plea, alert the sky, Alchina and a handful. I can't remember who all played. I have the poster somewhere, but we were nervous about no one showing up early because we, we wanted to like doors at a certain time, mm -hmm. but have like a mad rush. So then we knew when to cut it off since it's a dollar. We're not going to do pre-sales. Yeah. So, one of the things that he and I talked about to get more incentives to show up early was like the first 25 or 50 people in line got a free tattoo. And at that point we, um, a lot of us got tattooed by a guy named Josh Brown. Mm -hmm. And so we worked with, we we're working with Rockettown health department to see like how we could make this happen in old Rockettown and, and the VIP room. Um, long story short, we couldn't, it was very mm -hmm. against health codes. We didn't want to <laughs> fuck with that. Um, everyone showed up when they were supposed to. That's a completely different story about all the shit that could have gone wrong. <laughs> that, But people showed up way too early. Um, okay, fuck it. I'll go into it. To where Brad <laughs> we, we were originally going to do an outdoor show. Weather fucked us. And so we made the call a week um, before to where – did you ever go to Old Rockettown? Oh, yeah. So you had the level one and then the main stage yeah, uh -huh. to where we were going to release the crowd into level one, have the first two bands play in level one mm -hmm. because in the main stage, Brad Paisley had a fan club meeting, like just a dinner to like celebrate his fan club. So they ran out the main venue, but they were going to be done at six. And mm -hmm. so pretty much show started at six. We can get that main room. This is open. the most Nashville shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it, it gets, it gets more intense. Oh my God. Uh, to where we were going to flip the room and, and everything was going to work out. Well, too many people showed up um, to where we couldn't do level one anymore. I mean, we had all the bands sound checked. We had gear ready for the main venue to go in. We had people ready to take up tables and chairs and flip the room. Um, and then we, we went outside. None of us went outside that day. And I know I'm sidetracking, but it, it has. I know this is this. I can tell it's going to be worth it. So, um, we go outside and we realize how many people are out there and we're like, this won't work. 
this will not work at all to where we said, Oh, fuck it. Um, well, let's wait for Brad to be done and then have everyone ready to go. And we'll just share a backline and just make everything work. Um, to where all of a sudden I'm in and out trying to like make sure everything's in place. So when he shows up, does his, I, I, I don't know what he did, but I feel like he did like a Michael Scott kind yeah. of wave, broke the wave and then left. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then all of a sudden, so you have the line that's from the front and goes all the way down the back of six Ave and goes mm-hmm. towards slaughterhouse. Right. All of a sudden this guy comes out of nowhere and starts screaming at people. It's like, you guys need to move. You guys can't be here. You guys can't do this. And I'm like, who are you? And yeah. why are you telling these kids? Right. That- that's not true right it was like well i'm brad paisley's manager he's about to pull up and i'm like i don't know where you expect these people to go right and not probably who, most of these people did not care who brad paisley was or even would wreck they'd be like this is some dude in a cowboy hat like i don't care yep it did not, it did not care to where he and i started getting into it and i'm over exaggerating with this part because I, honestly i blacked out at that moment but brad shows up and kind of pushes like manager grabs and pushes them along. I like to think that Brad b- broke us up and was like, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm I was sure also that's trying what to, happened. I was also trying to convince Brad to do a guitar solo for anyone. Uh, I mean, dude rips, right. but yeah, I mean, I'm just like, well, you're here. Um, <laughs> he, he did his Michael Scott troll and wave and, uh, and left. And so after that, fan club gets pushed out one way. We're mm-hmm. bringing everything in. I'm grabbing people that I know out of line. They're like, just pay me a dollar now. You're already in, but I'm putting you to work. And yeah. we have people <laughs> tables across the room. Like, absolute mayhem. Like, chaos. Mayhem. <laughs> We're arguing about how close the barricade needs to be because I'm like, I don't care. Let's just get the people in. To where we opened doors at a certain point and started funneling people throughout the the coffee bar area down to level one throughout there and pretty much had them in that dividing hallway. And we had staff members holding them back. Oh my gosh. We we gave, all right, let's fuck it. Here we go. And (laughs) it's just a madhouse. I think, I don't know how many, how many people actually showed up. I know that we started turning people away at doors and I thought I was the only one doing this, but I found out I wasn't that people were walking by and just looked, I'm like, yo, what's up? And they're like, can't get in. So I was like, pay me a dollar going to where at the end of the night, I went to my boss and I was like, Hey, uh, found this, these dollars on the floor. Um, and <laughs> three other people did the same thing. Oh my gosh. So that's where the idea for the tattoo yeah. originally came from and the anarchy that followed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Andy, after some issues between Rockettown and I happened, mm-hmm. uh, I was out of work looking for a mm-hmm. job and Andy um, was able to hook me up with a job with a Red Bull distribution company. And so he and I worked together, not directly. We were account managers, but had mm-hmm. routes. We were um, pretty much delivery drivers and like a five in one role. Yeah. Uh, it was an absolute great and miserable job all at the same time. Cause you got free Red Bull. Right. Um, we love that. You also had to deal with shitty store owners nonstop. Mm, yeah. Um, and so he and I just would text all day or, or call each other on the way to or from the warehouse. And uh, just really, I mean, our friendship thrived. Well, at that time, it was like a few months after I started. And he and his now wife um, were moving 
back to Minnesota where she's from. Mm-hmm. And so he told me and we just kind of looked at each other. It's like, well, we have to do the tattoo. We've been talking about it. And <laughs> who knows when it's going to happen now. Yeah. Um, so we did. It was, it was, um, it was done by a guy named Eli, uh, who was apprenticing at the time at safe house. I think he's, I forget his new tattoo studio. And I'm sorry, Eli, if you ever hear this, um, but it's pretty much a heart with our faces because we're both bald. So our bald heads touching at the <laughs> crowns and then we both have beards. And at different times, we both had very long beards to where our beards are also connecting. And it, it just it's perfect. And it's on both of our thighs. Um, <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> Absolutely stunning tattoo. So it's funny. Um, a part of the the job at, at uh, that Red Bull distribution company, we'd have to do role plays for selling, you know, cases of Red mm-hmm. Bull. So he and I planned it to where um, I was going to be the seller and he was going to be the store owner. To where I'm like trying to get this deal in and all mm-hmm. that, and then he's <laughs> like, you know what? I I'll buy 50 cases if you get a tattoo with me of us our profiles making a heart. And I was like, deal. And everyone thought it was just us joking around. And then we stepped back <laughs> and, and lifted our our shorts to see it, like so people could see our thighs. And we're like, we fucking did it. And everyone <laughs> lost it. Oh my god. Absolutely lost it to where um it was interesting. I thought everyone knew that we were friends beforehand, but some people were like, Man, that's so weird. You guys have only really known each other for like five months. Why would you do that? And it's like It's like no, like we're like, well, friends, you're... yeah. <laughs> That is so, incredible. I love that. I'm glad that you is asked that. Incredible. I'm so thank Andy, if you hear this, thank you so much for asking that question. Because Great. oh my God. <laughs> that was I'm hilarious. Plug you real quick. Uh if you're in that in the Nashville area, look up Bad Luck Burger Club. Uh he is he is one of the founders of it, as well as uh, Party Forever. Just look him up on YouTube. He does a lot of cool instructional videos around motorcycles and, and whatnot. But Bad Luck Burger Club, putting a staple in it, best burger in Nashville. Okay. That hey, I'll I believe it. All right. So <laughs> all right, so next question. So would would you say that's your favorite tattoo? I'm asking the tough questions. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I have a favorite because each one of them means something different. Yeah. It that's, I can't. As far as Andy's concerned, yes. Um, But for the record, (laughs) it's it's definitely in the in the top five. Okay. Okay. Um. Do you do you have a? Go ahead. No, you get you're the one asking the question. A- <laughs> um, okay, so you've got like a top five favorite. So I mean, you can if you want to like list your top five, or I guess kind yep. of give a yep. high level overview, whatever. So definitely okay. The Andy tattoo, that's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, my kneecaps and shins, they're they're um, Hope conspiracy. So my shins are Hope conspiracy sister pieces. Um, one says Viva Hate. Another one says War Blood Money and God. Uh, the Viva Hate one is from um, their record End Note, and the War Blood Money and God is from Death Knows Your Name. Um, and so 
big Hope conspiracy fan. So I, mm-hmm. I got those first, and then I always thought it would be really cool to um, get mushroom clouds around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the the two Hope Con pieces were done by a guy named Josh Brown, and then um, the artist I've been seeing probably for the past five years, Sean Drennan, um, he did the the mushroom clouds around it. So it looks like the the so the Hope Con pieces are bombs and with wings coming out and the banners that say that what I said. Oh, cool. Um, and then it comes up around my kneecap. Mm-hmm. And so pretty much my kneecap is just fully, um, it's a mushroom cloud. And yeah. so one is supposed to represent, um, regular atom bomb. And another one is supposed to represent like a hydrogen bomb just to kind of mm-hmm. mix it up with colors and, and yeah. the difference. Um, but the actual mushroom cloud and what Sean did and has hidden in it, um, is honestly fucking remarkable. Um, his on the atom bomb one, it's it's a lot of red, oranges, and yellow, and the way that he was able to blend them all together, mm-hmm. um, where he has put in like different cityscapes, so it looks like it's actually blowing something away. Oh wow! Way that he blended it in is it's honestly, I don't know how he fucking did it. I don't think. <laughs> Yeah, it's just unreal. And then with the 101, he did like a lot of different colored dots to show like a digitization mm-hmm. kind of blown away. Um, and the same thing to where like you look at it and the longer you stare at it, at least for me, I stare at it all the time. I start to notice different things that he he did in there to make the full picture perfect. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, my torso... Um, I mean, it's pretty much like a like a giant like demon, and oh, it's yeah. just fully fully black, um, to where my belly button's actually blacked out, which is it, okay, not as bad as I thought it was gonna be. It still fucking yeah. sucked, but this was probably the most extensive and longest mm-hmm. session to do because it covers up pretty much from nipples down to waist. Yeah, um, and it's all black. Right. Um, so that and there's also very subtle things that Sean, Sean also did that one, mm-hmm. um, very subtle. Um, that just makes it pop. Yeah. Um, he actually submitted it. I wish I remembered the name of the book, but he submitted it in like a tattoo book and it got put in there. Oh, cool! So you published. Yeah, it's really cool. Well, okay, I can't. Yeah, my stomach. Is, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's three, right? Yeah, um, three. This sounds cheesy, um, and it's a love-hate relationship with what this place turned into. Um, but I actually have the old Rocket Town logo. I was going to ask about that one when you like yeah. you moved your arm earlier. I was like, "Is that the Rocket Town logo?" Because uh, <laughs> uh, knowing knowing what I know. <laughs> all right, and and people just just Google my my name. Yeah, just, uh, you'll just, see like a yeah. You'll, there's an article. There's plenty of articles about it. Just Google it. It's <laughs> the closest. Yeah. Um, so this came from when we moved Rocket Town from the old building to the new building. Mm-hmm. We they spent way too much too much money to do like a rebranding. We had to meet with this this one guy that honestly I just didn't like at all. Um <laughs> like he was like the type of like consultant that mm-hmm. like would ask him questions and then use it against them at a certain point in time. Right. So uh how not to do that now because of him. Regardless. Um 
we did not agree with changing the logo as the staff. We we did not like that idea. Mm-hmm. And so just because it, it represented so much to a lot yeah. of like the greater national, especially when Rocket Town was badass, like mm-hmm. that place was was awesome. Yeah, it was re- religious backed and kind of semi forced, but right. the, the staff in the music venue, we were such an eclectic group to where it didn't matter what someone was going through or what they needed to hear. Mm -hmm. Like me as probably an agnostic or atheist, like I'll shoot it to them straight or if they want prayer or something like that, we had employees that I could pass them over to, Mm -hmm. um, get on another rant. But with that, it it meant a lot. It meant a lot to us. Yeah. I mean, I've got a lot of really special, important memories from like my life from rocket town, you know? Right. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's weird. You don't think, and the next thing you know, like, huh, here's all these these memories. Yeah, it's weird because, like, I mean, I saw that logo on your wrist, and I was like, this like unlocked this core memory (laughs) that like I didn't know I had. Right. It's uh, I mean, what we met at Rocket Town probably ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. Uh, Old. (laughs) Yeah, my knees hurt. Um. (laughs) But yeah, so we were very up in arms to where one day I walked into the office and my manager was like, we're not working here today. We're going to go get tattoos. I was like, okay. All right, yep. I called called Josh Brown and he was willing to fit us in. So we went to a tattoo shop that's no longer around called Emperor Tattoo and Mm -hmm. one by one, we we got this. Um, That's awesome. And then pretty much showed it off to everyone there kind of like a fuck you because uh, <laughs> they changed it from a square to a fucking circle which is mind-numbing house like at that point if you want to get technical i feel like the circle looks more similar to above the influence than a square yep. does oh absolutely um if you want to get technical from like a visualization standpoint yeah but also in, in that same regard like there was no reason to change it yeah. And I, I still stand by that today. And so n- looking back now, I am very glad I have it. And I'm very glad that I can look down and remember those great, great times um, yeah. that I had there before I got ruined. Right. Uh, to where even me and um, a coworker and, and friend, RC, um, we did one step closer. Or I guess what we, we leveled up everyone. <laughs> to our, our boss, uh, her name is Mary Virginia Settle, and uh, she was a staple in our lives. To where um, my buddy Chad, he used to sing for the band Venya. Uh, they were playing in town, and he was doing stick and poke tattoos in the back of their van. And so <laughs> he and I decided to get OMV um, tattooed on us in the van during a show. Amazing. Probably should have been doing our job. Uh, yeah, to right. where we get out of the van, and she's out back with us to where we just kind of take off the bandage real quick and be like, look what we did. Um, That's awesome. So she and I have a picture from, from that day, and it's, it's really cool. That's awesome. That's really cool. So that's four. And then, yeah. honestly, um, I think the – I have to say it. I mean, it's my most recent one, um, the 8312, which is – it's funny. In the past two, it's like all small. Yeah. Yeah ones but uh you know all tattoos are equal um that's right <laughs> but a312 so it's for um it's for my dad and family 
Um, so my dad passed away January 8th, 2021 from complications with COVID. Um, very unexpected, but I think that's what that, um, that's all about. Right. Mm -hmm. And so as a family, we were, I mean, we're still dealing with our grief. Um, but one thing that, that was brought up was we should get a dad tattoo. Mm -hmm. Um, which shit now I have another one. I might have to do a top six. Okay. That's okay. (laughs) You're the guest uh, here. You can do whatever you want. (laughs) You gotta hold me accountable (laughs) here. Um, so people are saying this cause I have a mom and dad tattoo on my calf. Mm -hmm. Um, that, Okay, number six, spoiler alert, it's my mom and dad as boxers with a (laughs) rope and a knot tied around them facing, like, to box the world. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. them two. But they have tattoos all over them. That's awesome. So, at that point in time, when I got it, my parents didn't have any tattoos. Mm -hmm. And I got, I pretty much put tattoos on them that they would say in passing, like, what they would get if they ever got Mm -hmm. a tattoo. Or stuff that, like meant a lot to them and did like a big reveal for mother's day one year. <laughs> um, and they, they both absolutely adore it. and they, well, mom and dad, but now mom has the original sketch of it uh, framed That's up, awesome. which is cool. So the numbers that you have um, on your so wrist, like what do they represent? So, that's uh so it's eight three one two, which was the last four digits of our home phone number growing up, as well as the last four digits of his cell phone number. Uh, my dad was actually, I, I wouldn't have thought about this, but as cell phones are becoming more readily available, my dad was traveling a lot, and so he got his cell phone. And at that point, you could choose your number, mm-hmm. and so he chose the last ones to be eight three one two to match our home one um, and both these numbers are disconnected. So I guess I can say them. So home number was seven, five, four, eight, three, one, two. And then his cell phone was four, one, four, eight, three, one, two. And so it would be like, if we ever got confused on which one to do, we at least knew the last four digits yeah. as young. <laughs> um, so I always thought that was cool. And cool. it's been like those four numbers have been involved with our family for years Mm -hmm. and so we were like well how should we do it you know should we just choose a font and go with it Mm -hmm. Uh, and my dad was big into taking notes and journaling he was a a playwright and and a a writer director producer so he wrote all the time Mm -hmm. and he loved writing in uh and mont blanc pens Mm -hmm. so my brother and i pretty much split up his journals that he had or his books mm-hmm. and we just took our time and went through it one by one to see if we can find 8312 all together that's so cool pretty much the day before we went because i'm a procrastinator i ended up finding <laughs> it sending it to uh to sean and and sean was able to um to do it for for all, all four of us yeah. which includes my mom that's special. Oh yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. My mom has like a, the highest pain tolerance I think <laughs> I've ever seen. Um, to where she has like she's getting it, and she's just staring at me, just cold dead stare. <laughs> 
And she was like, did you sit this good when you got your first one? I'm like, shit, mom. Like, Don't call me shit. out. Damn. Yeah. Like, one, this has taken a second. Two, <laughs> um, But now she's talking about getting more, and it's, so know, cool. it's just really cool. Yeah. That is cool. That's awesome. Like, I think it's, I don't know, like, taking something that's so difficult to experience and that's really hard um, and doing something together that, you know, I mean, it's on your, it's on your wrist. So I'm sure you see it all the time. And, um, you know, just having that little like moment whenever you see it, yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. It's, uh, and I, as you can probably have told, I talk with my hands a lot. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> work, I'm usually in this type of setup with a headset yeah. on and camera. So a lot of the time I will see it through the camera. Oh, cool. So it's, it's every now and then it's a good, uh, kick in the ass that I probably need to be a little smarter. Um, <laughs> So it's, it's, it's always a good reminder. Yeah, that's cool. That's special. So let's see here. So of the tattoos that you have, so I guess we've, we've just been over the most meaningful and sentimental, so I don't need to ask you that one. Um, are there any that you regret? (laughs) And I'm laughing because I know the answer to this because you've already told me. <laughs> but you have to tell this story. Well, let's just say this. Thank God for cover-ups. Um, I'll, I don't think I'd ever do laser removal because I've heard it's like having hot bacon grease thrown at you every Great. few seconds. Yeah, so... Um, well, when I wasn't as smart as I am now, a.k.a. younger... Um, I decided it was a great idea to fall into a tour persona that was partly created for me that I just adapted into um, to where I ended up getting a pair of (laughs) shitty piss-stained underwear with wings that had blood splatter on them um, and a turd popping out that was showing steam on it on my thigh. Great. And in the uh, waistband of the tattoo, it said Mark Skid, which was my persona, my tour persona when I used to tour with Plea. Um, so I thought that was a brilliant idea. Uh, a lot of people found it funny, but I started traveling a lot for work and going from Nashville to uh, – the Philippines a lot. I kind of started realizing that I don't like wearing pants on planes and I want to wear shorts, but right. That thing would stick out a lot. Yeah. I would, uh, I would assume so to where I got really good at placing my hand right over it at all times. Um, not that I was embarrassed to buy it, but I honestly got to a point where I hated talking about it. Yeah. Um, to where, it, it just reached a, a certain point where it's like it, it it's done. I'm yeah. I'm not I'm not Mark Skid. That was 15 years ago. Like, mm-hmm. gotta grow up. So I just covered up with a huge, um, kind of weird dragon demon head. Pretty much told Sean what you gotta do. Yeah, Let's just just, just do something. <laughs> yeah. So so another tattoo that Andy was involved in. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> shout pretty out much. shout out he, to Andy. He he's a good influence. He really is. Um, so let's see here. What was your most painful tattoo? Stomach, for sure. Um, either that, 
or the upper thigh socks, um, but stomach. So it's where if you are like around your chest area and you're going down on your ribs and your mm-hmm. ribs kind of stop, but they cliff mm-hmm. that Oof. doing any of that on, the, on either side was absolutely terrible Um, to where I feel like I'm a good sitter, Mm -hmm. but there's, there's one um, and Sean's a a small guy Mm -hmm. to where I felt like he at weighing at like 120, 30 ish. He was standing up doing some, some work on my left side in that area, but it Mm -hmm. felt like he was, he weighed 300 pounds like i felt like i was drowning um to where i after like two and a half hours or three hours i'm like i'm so sorry i gotta stop i'm just i can't do it today um it it was that was honestly a very weird moment Mm because i've never had that happen but i'm glad i listened to my body and stopped Mm because miserable absolutely miserable um to where i'm not looking forward to getting my chest tattooed i'm not (laughs) looking forward to my back getting tattooed i think even during my stomach torso one i looked at him I was like why do people do this <laughs> as you're as you're gonna get done yeah yeah well at that point i'm, I'm, I'm this far in I'm like, right oh, I'm get it done. Yeah. did your knees hurt really bad um getting them tattooed no comparatively to like the torso no mm-hmm. healing Ooh, was a nightmare yeah. because no matter what uh your kneecaps are gonna swell up like softballs mm-hmm like I've I've even gotten stuff not on the cap or in mm-hmm. that general area, but close to it, and it still swells up. Hmm. Um, so I don't recommend getting it in winter where you have to wear pants. Oh, good tip. Good tip. Don't. And I love getting tattooed in the winter. I I, I think it's one of the greatest feelings. But I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. My um, I was smart and got my first tattoo on my foot. Um, mm. very smart of me. Um, and it's like, it's a, like Sailor Jerry style anchor. And, um, I like the guy did the outline and I was like, this is great. We're done. And he was like, uh, uh-uh, no, you're not going anywhere. And it's got like five colors in it. And so like, oh, I was, I wanted to die. I was like, why have I done this? Like, I, like the only piercings I had at that point was like, I had my ears pierced. <laughs> like I just, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And then thankfully it was summer. So like I could just wear like flip flops or whatever. Cause like, I can't imagine if it had been winter time, I would have still worn flip flops and just like lost some toes, like whatever, because that yeah. like the healing, like that's what like no one ever told me about was like the healing process of tattoos because you think, oh, you get it. That's the worst part. But like, depending on where you get it, like, and I have one like on the inside of one of my biceps and like, that was, I think the like second or third one that I got and like, no, they didn't tell me like, don't touch it. So like I scratched it and there's like a little hole in it now <laughs> and I see it and I'm always like, damn it. Like, I, I mean, I can go get it like you know, touched up, whatever. I just need to do that. But like, like I'm so, it, I'm so mad. <laughs> well, so I have a black cat from a Friday the 13th mm-hmm. thing and it's, it's, it's right here. So it's, it's on my top side of my elbow ditch area. Mm-hmm. Well, I tend to sleep sometimes with my arm behind my head. Mm-hmm. And I fell asleep like that the first night mm-hmm. I got it. 
and the the plasma and, and all the ooey gooey stuff coming out of it, it pretty mm. much just started locking in together <gasps> to where the next morning I was stuck like, like oh no this, like holding my arm up like a, oh, like I'm no. going for like a figure four to where I had to like pop it out oh no uh, to where there's actual I don't know if you can see it on camera but there's ridges in it from where it just did not heal right because of that I mean it oh, took God. forever to heal <laughs> uh, because of, of how much damage I did to it that night to where then it, then I found out that there's people who, especially in the ditch elbow area, will wrap their, their tattoo and saran wrap and, and do their nightly routine, but then also try to find like a thick magazine mm-hmm. and and tape that around to keep oh, your arms straight. Smart. Smart. Yeah. Um, yeah, my one of my best friends, she just got her first tattoo and she they put second skin on it and I've never had that done when I got a tattoo and I was so pissed about it because she didn't have to remember to do anything she just existed until it was healed and I was like I had just gotten like this tattoo on like the outside of my wrist and so I'm like you know doing my whole nightly routine you know whatever and she's just like yeah I just I just hang out until it's it's healed like this and is it healed, bullshit it heals a lot faster yeah <laughs> I haven't tried it yet um Partly because a lot of the pieces I've been doing lately outside of the dad one have been massive. Yeah. Uh, and so I, that's a lot to right. do. To, to use the soap and aquaphor. Right. Um, but I have heard of people putting it on wrong and then their tattoo gets infected. Uh, well, I, I think yeah. it's awesome. But definitely, if you are going to do that, let the tattoo artist know preemptively and have them help you put it on. Well, see, the tattoo artist put it on her. Like, they yeah, they were the one that yeah. did it. Yeah, that's, yeah. like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure at this point you should probably unstock an aquaphor as much as I'm sure yep. you've gone through. <laughs> you know, once years. I was able to figure out that they had, like, the actual jar. Oh, Wes. Look, <laughs> I, I don't... <laughs> It's not, it's not my forte. It's now all really right in, there together, okay? Yeah, I mean, I'm just like, oh, two dollars. I'm not looking down. Yeah, uh, okay, fair. How men shop? <laughs> pretty much. Um, I've gotten better at it. That's uh, good. I, I, I know my lotions a little bit more. Trying to have a good skin care routine. Good, wonderful. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see here. So most painful has been gone over. So do you prefer? Like black and gray or colorful tattoos, and I'm asking you this. Like, I feel like just looking at your arms, I can tell the answer to this. But not everybody can see you, so for the people, black and gray or color. I love color. I appreciate black and gray, mm-hmm. but even like my torso's on like ninety percent black, but the mm-hmm. color that's in there helps it pop some more. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, color, final answer. Yeah. Um okay. it's just something about it, especially with Caucasian skin mm-hmm. uh, or pale skin mm-hmm. by any means and um yeah, just any sort of of light skin, it just pops so much if it's yeah. done appropriate like correct. Uh, and the color is packed in there and the person takes care of it. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it sets it apart. I think black and gray 
does have its place, like I said. Just not for me. Yeah. I think I think portraits would like in black and gray are really cool. Mm-hmm. But I've also I don't know. Yeah. Respect it, but not yeah. for me. Well it's funny because like like I was thinking about that the other day and I was like, Well color and then I was like, Hold on. <laughs> like my foot has so I have seven tattoos. My foot has color and then like I have like a teeny tiny like I have like Mickey and Minnie ears on like my shoulder blades and like the mini bow has red in it. And like the rest of my tattoos are black. I'm like how did that happen? Because, like, I just, right. I liked something and I got it. Which, like, the other ones that I have planned, they're all color. Um, so, but, but, yeah. It's just, it's funny, like, how, you know, you think, oh, I like this one thing. And then, you know, things start to happen and it changes. But I will have color very soon. Hopefully very soon. We'll see. So, let's see. So, I guess I don't need to ask you if you plan on getting any more tattoos. Because that's obvious. Like, you've you've got plans for more. Yeah, I guess maybe a question could be, when do I stop? Yeah. So my goal is to have a full suit um, to where if I were an actual suit, you would not be able to tell that I have tattoos. Hmm. Um, I'm not a – for me, I'm not a fan of any what they call job killers. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a B – um, that my siblings and I all got together behind my ear. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much on my neck, mm-hmm. but that's the only one that I will I will do. Um, to where it's pretty much collarbone, shoulders, and then just straight down to mm-hmm. my ankles. So at that point, and I'm trying to save some spots to where you know, if or when I have kids, like I, I can get something for them mm-hmm. or if or when I get married or if or when other tragic things mm-hmm. happen to have remembrance yeah. or even I still have to get it. Um, and I'm going to get it, but I have to get an Alabama tattoo cause I lost a tattoo bet. Mm. Uh, That's terrible. Well, I won the first one. Okay. So my, one of my best friends, Matt from Montgomery, Alabama, diehard Alabama fan, and um in 2014 Mm -hmm. uh, my team ohio state played alabama in the national championship Mm -hmm. and so they rarely play so matt and i talking about what should we do it's like well let's do a (laughs) tattoo bed and it's like um cool (laughs) which between the two of us it could have been way worse but he had a big party for it he and i sat down in the middle of the TV and at kickoff we shook uh, I don't know who said it but we were pretty much like uh, mascots palm size to where Ohio State won that game and he has Brutus the Buckeye silhouette <laughs> tattooed, tattooed on his uh, on his leg to where now I'm going to have to get Big Al tattooed on my leg somewhere Well, so it, it really takes the fun out of it because there's been so many times like if I wear Ohio State gear out People mm-hmm. like, oh, age back. Well, he's actually the biggest Ohio State fan because he has birds tattooed on him. Man, go ahead and show him. So I don't think I'll be able to do that anymore. And I'm sure there's some payback and retribution coming right. my way for, for doing that. Well, my mom is a huge Alabama fan. Um, she She's born and raised in Alabama. So um, she'll be happy, happy for you to get that tattoo. She'll, she'll love hearing this and knowing that there's there are other Alabama fans out there. Ugh. Yeah. 
Most of them are terrible, but it's okay. Um, so let's see here. Um, so as far as tattoos go, you know, you talked about the job killers and stuff like that, but outside of that, do you believe that there is a stigma around like tattoos and people with them? I wish y'all could see the face that he just made. <laughs> I knew this question was going to be asked. It's, it's yes and no. Okay. Yes, because you still have older generations that are around. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it has evolved better to where I can say no. Mm -hmm. um, but it's still always going to be different based on either where people are from or the color of their skin. Mm -hmm. um, and And tattoos can be viewed very negatively from those two mm -hmm. points of view. Um, like take the boomer generation. I think that that generation's mm -hmm. pretty much split. Um, I aware of having anything, any prejudice against me for having as many tattoos as I have now. Mm -hmm. Um, do I think that it's happened? Sure, but I also don't look at it like that yeah. because fuck them. Um. <laughs> I also think that there is a group of people who have tattoos who buy into it. Mm -hmm. Like almost encourage that. Yeah. Like yeah. the whole tattooed and employed. Like mm -hmm. I hate that statement. Um, right. <laughs> I'm not even going to apologize for saying it because I think it's fucking <laughs> stupid. Like tattooed and employed. That means that you can even have a part-time job and have tattoos okay cool <laughs> a lot of people have tattoos right. I mean, if you right. go to fucking the panhandle in florida you're gonna see a shit ton of tramp stamps right. like what does that actually mean <laughs> um it's actually i don't know why i get so heated about it but i do um <laughs> it just i don't know it's never made sense to me because yeah. i feel like if you want change to happen mm -hmm. you need to be the person to help change it yeah for sure where there is a lot of situations to where a lot of people don't know how covered I am, mm -hmm. like especially in, in my job. And then I have to play the corporate politic game to where mm -hmm. I do wear long sleeves and I'll slowly roll them back. Um, but tattoos have helped me get out of a very weird, awkward client situation a handful of times. Yeah. Um so that's that's where it's like no because you it is widely more acceptable mm -hmm. in twenty twenty one than even when it was in two thousand and one. Right, yeah. Um I would even base like just guesstimate to say that it wouldn't shock me if at least sixty to seven seventy percent of eighteen years or older adults have a tattoo. At least one. Yeah. And and that that could be a star on their foot. It could be mm -hmm. full head to toe sleeves, whole mm -hmm. nine yards. I, I'm I'm willing to to guesstimate that to where I think that's also helping. Yeah, for sure. Because I I've had more Karen esque people come up to me <laughs> and talk to me about tattoos and ask me questions, etc. Um because they're curious and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm more than fine than to talk about them. Cause I think that it's a beautiful art. And I think that if you want to represent your, 
ideas or your mm -hmm. life on, on your skin that yeah. you have that right to. Um, now it's, I feel like I'm talking a vicious circle. So no, no. it's a no. Okay. <laughs> um, so this is a question. I have a couple questions for my friend Dylan Grimm. He was so hyped up about this episode. So I gotta, I gotta make sure to get his questions. in. <laughs> Um, so he wants to know, have you ever been to a tattoo convention, um, that they look super cool and he wants to know if he should ever go to one? Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know if it's still, I mean, I don't think it's happened in the past few years with the pandemic, but, uh, the Nashville tattoo and horror, uh, convention that used to happen around here, mm -hmm. um, is put on by, uh, the guys who do lone wolf and, um, that's been the only one I've been to. Mm -hmm. Um, it is cool, but you have to ask yourself, why are you going? Because mm -hmm. a lot of the time artists will be like that you already preemptively follow or, or, or know of will we'll post something or somewhere and be like, Hey, I'm going to be in Nashville's convention. Mm -hmm. Let me know if you want some spots because they have a booth fee. Right. So they right. also need to be making money. Mm -hmm. Um, so to just go there and see if you can get tattooed, I don't know if that's the right etiquette. I wouldn't yeah. do that unless uh, someone was like, hey, I got time. You want something? I'm like, fuck yeah. Um, yeah. But it is really cool to see a bunch of different artist styles, et cetera, all mm -hmm. in one place. Yeah. It'd be like scrolling through Instagram, but it's in person. You're able to mm -hmm. talk to people, especially people from all around the country world, et cetera, to mm -hmm. where you never know when you're going to find yourself in – El Paso, Texas, but you met a tattooer at a convention, you mm -hmm. liked his or her work, and now you have that connection already made. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and it's also cool to, to be able to pick up some some pretty cool stuff if you do like mm -hmm. an artist but wasn't able to get time with them while they're there. Like they usually have prints or, mm -hmm. or flash sheets for sale that you can pick up and help support, yeah. which I think is awesome. Yeah. Well, and, and I know just, just knowing – knowing Grim the way that I do, like he has like in his hallway, he's got like, there's this uh, artist named Davis Ryder and he does like flash prints. And actually Grim sent me two of his flash prints uh, last year. One is like a bunch of different like horror movie characters. And one is from like Harry Potter and they're hanging in my living room. And then he's got like one from the office um, of like a bunch of characters and I forget what the other one, uh, one with like a bunch of Marvel characters and like all this stuff. So, um, I'm sure that would be, uh, and then oh, he has some tattoos and stuff too. So I'm sure that would be, be appealing. Um, so cool. Um, so speaking of styles, uh, you mentioned, you know, you get to see people that do all different styles of tattoos. So what are your favorite and like least favorite styles of tattoo? These are your personal, like you're not roasting anyone for no, having these. No, no, no. Um, well, even when, when people ask me questions if they get, should get something or whatnot, I'll even preface like, I wouldn't, like that's just not my style, but if I was you and liked mm -hmm. your taste, then that's what I'd do. Um, traditional, Japanese, mm -hmm. uh, um, even a little neo-traditional, I love. Mm -hmm. Anything with big colors contrast etc um and i think from a traditional sense is i mean that's what i really grew up seeing from the tattooed world yeah uh, and it's definitely evolved from there styles that i don't like 
Oh, I forget what it's called. It's like... Shit, I'm going to have to look it up. I think it's called... Pop... Ah, shit. <laughs> Trash Polka. Oh. Not a fan. Okay. I just... I, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Google it. Okay. It's... It's, um, honestly, it's like a, an under oath shirt from 2003. I love um, that. <laughs> I mean, not as a tattoo, but like, like I, I'm thinking of a shirt that's in my drawer. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's right. exactly like Everyone like remembers like the pink cross shirt. It's like that, but yeah. with some stuff behind it. Um, like, I don't know. It's very, it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Um, I think the art is cool. But from a tattooed point mm-hmm. of view, I just, I've never seen one that I actually I'm like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm also like I appreciate New School. Mm-hmm. Um, I think New School has definitely helped evolve mm-hmm. uh, the tattooed world because it, it's it's uh, honestly the possibilities are endless yeah. with that. Like with traditional or, or Japanese traditional, there's certain guidelines you have to mm-hmm. fit in. But. Um, new school. I mean, it's the skin is canvas. So I appreciate it. I have one new school, um, but I would probably wouldn't get another just not for me. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought of this question while you were answering that. So, um, is there a tattoo that like you wanted to get like when you were younger or a few years ago or like whatever, that you were so glad you did not end up getting yes, or that yes. you're just like, where would I like, where would I've put that? What would I have done with that? Um, yeah. So being raised in the church, mm-hmm. still wanted tattoos. Um, I'm so glad I, I didn't do this, but <laughs> I thought about getting, um, Woody from toy story uh-huh. in the back the bottom of his boot said Andy and I was going to get God uh, like God was my Andy. Um, again, I think I've said this a few times. Young West was fucking stupid. Um, I'm glad I didn't get it for many reasons. Mm-hmm. The biggest one is because I've heard the bottom of your foot is absolutely yeah. terrible to get tattooed and it doesn't, it doesn't hold Yeah, just that that type of skin Mm -hmm. and then you're constantly standing on it or rubbing or if you wear Mm -hmm. socks or just sandals i mean it's it's constantly getting rubbed so just it's gonna fall out Mm -hmm. so that that's your that's your biggest yeah number i mean i got shitty fucking flying underwear (laughs) tattooed on me and i already got that covered up yeah um answered if i did get it (laughs) well um for me because i've I've been sitting here trying to think of it. So I loved, loved the used in high school. Like, Burt McCracken's biggest fan. So I wanted to get, like, the album art from In Love and Death. Like, the, like, tree with the heart hanging from it. Like, on my friggin' side. Like, I'm so, one, I've heard that's incredibly painful. Two, what would I, like, what? No. No. <laughs> like now like I think about that like that's no I wouldn't have done that but then the other one I was gonna get on the back of my calf I was gonna get um Jane Doe like Converge Jane Doe um still love Converge still love that album but that would have been a very large tattoo 
And like, I mean, I wear dresses a lot to work and like, I can, like my tattoos can be visible at work, but I work in a smaller town and, you know, conservative part of the country, whatever. So like, I try to be able to cover my tattoos if I have to, right? Yeah. Like I would have to wear pants, <laughs> you know, like, um, so I'm glad that I didn't do that. Maybe I'll get like a little converge something at some point, but not like the whole <laughs> Jane Doe album art on my leg. Um, I think if I do like leg tattoos, it'll go down to like, you know, like mid thigh just so that they can right. be concealed. Cause like, that's kind of my only rule for myself right now is like in some way they can be concealed, which I say that and I've got like this on my wrist and this on the outside, but like right. I can wear a cardigan. They can be covered, you know? Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's why I stopped at three quarter to where yeah. if I wear a shirt, like a long mm-hmm. sleeve button down or something yeah. for work, uh, I can hide it. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, like the Rocket Town one, right, like yeah. if I roll my sleeves up, it's there. But mm-hmm. that's still, for some reason, I think people find it more acceptable for right. like smaller mm-hmm. minimalistic tattoos, right? Versus if someone saw me in a tank top and short shorts, then yeah. two completely different people. Which a lot of the time, especially working remote, there's some people who have not seen me in person yet. Oh yeah. And so, for the longest time. I, I kept up the profile and would wear the button down on camera and stuff mm-hmm. to where I've become more, more lax lately. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone's like, you just got that sleeve tattooed, huh? And I was like, no. <laughs> nope. I had this for a few years now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, no, I swear. Like, I haven't seen you. And I was like, yeah, because I wear long sleeves. Right. Like, you just haven't seen them. Yeah. 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 Um, there, was, there was one time uh, when I was uh, pretty much living in Manila that um, – I had a client in and a, an account manager in and we're mm-hmm. all staying in the same hotel and we decided to get drinks and go hit the pool. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell him how covered I was. Mm. I, it's not like, Hey, warning. <laughs> I have tattoos. Don't get upset. Your, your boy looks weird. Um, <laughs> to where I was the last one to show up. And of course I have a shirt on and trunk. So you can already see my legs and I take off my shirt and I can't I can't do it any different. If there was a DJ, the music stopped because they both just turn and go, huh? <laughs> so I get in the pool, swim up next to him, we're just chatting, and then I'm like, I could tell like one of them was like trying to figure out what questions to ask, and then it became a handful of questions. Yeah, <laughs> of course. But you know, that just bonds us together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so got two more questions. Okay. So that was style. So who are your favorite? I know you've mentioned some of your favorite artists. So if you want to like kind of plug some of your favorite artists um, now, then, um, you know, if there's people in Nashville or come to Nashville or maybe even like people like across the U.S. that, you know, you enjoy as artists that anybody who's listening to this can, you know, look them up and get stuff done by them. Yeah, I knew this question was going to come up, <laughs> and I was going to write a list so I wouldn't leave anyone out. Um, and if you do want to do that and send it to me, I can put it in, like, the show notes so that people can kind of kind of go in and look people up that way, too. Yeah, I'll have to – yeah, I will definitely do that because I think it will be uh, – good. I mean, honestly, Nashville has such great artists these days it is mm-hmm. absolutely um unreal on how much talent we have in this town like it's it's mm-hmm. really hard to um to choose 
So I think it might be better to say tattoo shops. Yeah. And just associate people with them. But um, Sean Drennan uh, to me is, is Mm -hmm. one of the best tattooers, both from a, he has a very unique style, especially if if you give him the room, he will take it and and, and run with it. Mm -hmm. But he is also one of the most genuine people I've ever met to where, um, shit, I think it's safe to say he was my therapist for a while. Um, <laughs> but I, I've seen him tattoo like brand new, never been tattooed people. And he will mm-hmm. take the time to sit there and walk them through and even let them know like, Hey, this next line might hurt a little bit more. Yeah. What a nice um, guy. He's, he's great. Um, I don't know the name of his new shop. He used to be at Gold Club uh, Electric, and mm-hmm. then that got taken out by the tornado. So yeah. him and a few guys from Gold Club have like a a private shop. Like you can set up appointments mm-hmm. through them. Um, but look up Sean Drennan on Instagram. Cool. Um, dead ahead, Johnny Lashley. Uh, I've never been tattooed by him, but he's one of my favorite artists that I've ever seen come out of Nashville. He's been tattooing for years. Um, just very unique, very solid, mm-hmm. uh, at dead ahead as long as well as bacon, um, at dead ahead, um, mm-hmm. similar styles, but also different. Um, God, I'm trying to think you real Alice Clark, um, who's, I think it's called peach tattoo out in Murfreesboro, uh, an old friend from, from show days and has really found her niche in tattooing is mm-hmm. absolutely crushing it. Um, Blake Owens and and Hayden McCombs. Um, why can I not think of that tattoo shop? Oh, Custom Thrills. Um, at Custom Thrills, um, Hayden actually did this one piece. It's like he's he's more new school. Um, but he did this piece. So it's like this bear biting into this honeycomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he and Sean used to be at the same shop back in the day, and uh. It, it honestly, to this day, I think I've told him this many times, like, I wish he would have tattooed that on me because it's just, it's <laughs> so killer. Um, and then there, there's a handful of, of people globally that I like. I mean, there's Dave Quiggle mm-hmm. who he is a, a big proponent of like my early years of, of listening to like FaceTime record bands and mm-hmm. seeing their artwork. And he's a tattooer out of, um, out of SoCal now. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's like Wang Odd or Wang Ode, um, who is the oldest tattooer. I think mm-hmm. she's a hundred and three or four now oh, based wow. in the Philippines. Um, to this day, I wish with my time there, I, I would have carved out time to go see her. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just unique. Cause it's still a tribal, um, way of doing it to where you go mm-hmm. pick out your thorn um off of the bush and and they they tap it in hmm. you are not allowed to choose she reads your aura and then chooses for you oh, wow. she's been tattooing since she was a girl like like small childhood girl um and like used to do the warriors and soldiers mm-hmm. back in and when the provinces would have to go to war mm-hmm. um to her now, I don't think she tattoos as much because mm-hmm. of how she is and just frail. Right. Um, and her her granddaughters, I think, have taken over. Mm-hmm. But for the last time I heard, 
um, she'll do her signature on the tattoo. Oh, so cool. the granddaughter will do it, and then she'll go in mm-hmm. and do the signature, which is just that's three cool. little dots. Um, yeah, and there's um, I mean, honestly, there's a guy named Sick in South Korea that my mm-hmm. ex introduced me to. Very minimalistic, mm-hmm. which is not something I'm usually for, um, but it, I think it's part experience too. Yeah. Um, he, it's sick and doy out in South Korea and they kind of team up together to where, you know, in Korea it's, it's illegal to tattoo, mm-hmm. uh, but they have been able to figure out a way around it. And so there's one time like they did like a resort mm-hmm. and like rented out a villa and just tattooed out of there and people would come and just sit and it's yeah. out in the open air, which I thought was like such a unique idea. Yeah. I would definitely trust that in, in Asia, but not uh, not in America. Right. <laughs> um, but had a trip planned to go to Japan, Manila, and South Korea, and then South Korea is gonna try to hook up with them and get something mm-hmm. done. But pandemic. Yep. Um, well, I said I had I had two questions left, but the other question was like some shops you would recommend in Nashville, and that kind of got woven into that. So, um, like I said, you know, if you want to send me, um, you know, people, then I can put them in the show notes. I've got some people oh. in um, in Memphis as well as in um, Bowling Green um, that I will um, add in there too. Um, but yeah, do you have anything anything else you would like to to add to tell the people before I wrap us up? I think just two advice points. Um, one, if you don't know who to go to, do your research mm-hmm. and make sure that you are going to a reputable shop first and foremost. Do not go to a scratcher or a kitchen or anything like that. It it might seem cheaper. It might seem cool, um, but there is a lot of stuff wrong with that, especially from a health perspective Mm -hmm. and keeping the art safe Mm -hmm. um and if you do find a shop don't in my opinion don't go to an artist and just be like yeah you look fine okay let's go Mm -hmm. um if if you don't feel comfortable then you don't have to fucking get the tattoo a lot of artists will make you know pay a deposit to to keep it safe which i get but sit there and talk to the artist before you put Mm -hmm. a deposit down not saying yeah. that you have to have some connection, but you also need to feel comfortable. Right. And I've I've had I've known of people going through that process. They didn't feel comfortable, and they get out. I'm like, I just I hate it. I wasn't comfortable. Yeah. Um. Because to my second point, no matter where you get fucking tattooed, it's gonna hurt. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just different different levels mm-hmm. of hurt. But just know that if someone's like, yeah, it wasn't that bad, it wasn't that bad to them, but it could be for you because mm-hmm. our genetic makeup is vastly different from the mm-hmm. other person. Um, so know that it's going to hurt no matter where you get it. Yeah. Um, and then do your research. Yeah. That's great advice. Well, thank you again very much for dedicating time to this. I'm so glad we were finally able to make our schedules work yep. and and to make this happen. So um, I'll also put your um, your Instagram handle in the show notes. It's at Wes Breedwell. It's not very hard to find. Um, not at all. But, very unique name. Yeah. Um, but if, if all, any of y'all, I'm sure most, if not all, of the tattoos that you've discussed in the episode – can be seen on your on your Instagram. So if y'all are curious, go check him out. 
yeah thank you for having me and uh this has been a cool experience so i, I appreciate it yeah that is all that i have for this week um thank you as always for tuning in to the people project podcast um i could not do this without you guys and your support and your questions that you send in and your topic ideas and all that good stuff um so as always i really appreciate anytime you share my stuff on social media make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you Um, immediately get it on your feed whenever it's available. Um, Tell your friends and family, all that good stuff. Um, Leave me ratings and reviews if you haven't already, because that is super helpful. Um, But until next week, y'all have a good day.